welcome to the Amber Stitt Show. I am your host, Amber Stitt, and today we're going to welcome Josh Dragata today to the show. Welcome, Josh. Hi, thanks. Thanks for having me. I thought that we'd mix it up a little bit by having a producer, editor. What is your title exactly, Josh? I want the audience to know a little bit about you or maybe a lot about you. And I think there's more to the story than what I've learned from our mutual colleagues. So... I'm going to let you share a little bit. It depends on the week. (laughs) It depends on the day. You know, my occupation is as a AV, an audio video editor. I work for an ad agency in Los Angeles. And so that's sort of like the day-to-day gig. Sure. But the passion, what, you know, sort of keeps me up at nights and gets me up in the morning is directing and, you know, uh, documentaries in particular. And I like that you're bringing that up because I feel like we're moving into this world of a lot of people or even my clients, they have their primary and then they're also doing other things. Maybe we'll call it passive income strategies. There's this other thing that's driving them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that day job might morph just into the passive income or there's a mix. I almost feel like that's the beauty of what's coming up next generation, even down to Gen Z, is you can really create anything you want to do for your profession. Or as you become a subject matter expert, you might then go, aha, I can help with this. Your network or community brings something to you and you go, okay, here's this new idea. This is great. Let's try this out. And so let's go back in time a little bit. And for the audience of Pathways of Peak Performance, it's really, we start with the foundation of focusing on talents, but that's really this large category of personal development and the story behind where you are today. So I know we talked about you being in Tucson, Arizona. You work with people on the West Coast. How did this even begin for you? Well, you know, I lived in Tucson for a number of years in the late mid to late 90s into early 2000. And while I was here, I, I made a film. I did a feature. I did a bunch of like music videos and stuff like that, but I made a feature film. And when I finished that film, I needed to move to LA just simply because of, you know, that's where the, the proximity, business Proximity, the vibe, community, network. Yep. Further career advancement, you know? So got to LA and just sort of, you know, knew no one. You know, I was, I didn't have any family in the business or anything. It was just like really sort of green. And, um, Mm -hmm. I just got a job as an executive assistant. Then I got a job as a coordinator and then I got a job as a location scout. And I just started, started working my way. But the whole time in that process, I kept making videos. I kept making short films and, and kept networking and meeting people. Mm -hmm. I had always, as a matter of circumstance, had to edit. Like it was just. I couldn't afford to pay an editor yeah. to edit my stuff. So I had Solo to do Solopreneurs, are you hearing this? Sometimes <laughs> you just have to do it all. And after a bunch of short films and lots of music videos, I decided to direct another feature film. And it was exciting. It was a documentary called Satan's Angel, Queen of the Fire Tassels. And mm-hmm. it got us some really good recognition, allowed me to travel Go to film festivals internationally, mm-hmm. went to Helsinki, it played in Tel Aviv, it played all over the place. And then I needed to make some more money. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's where the editing sort of came to light in terms sure. of an occupational, you know, pathway. You know, I got in with an, an ad agency and started editing a lot of documentaries, short form documentaries, behind the scenes documentaries for DVDs and then you know, short mm-hmm. promos for TV and internet and in theater ads. But you always knew you had that creative 
vision to see where things almost probably from an aesthetic, but you talk about AV too, like there's the sound quality, there's certain things that you're perfecting and really paying attention to that people just naturally are used to, especially now more than ever. But there's a lot of work that goes into it behind the scenes. And maybe there's more innovation now, but still you have to have that seal of approval of quality before it can be released to the world. You're so right. Yeah. I mean, I think that that early career helped because I had to do so many of those things. I had to Mm -hmm. have a producer hat. I had to constantly thinking about a budget. I had to constantly Mm -hmm. think about a deadline and, you know, presentation and the marketing elements of whatever I was doing. So it helped when it came to doing a short form doc, I inherently knew what I needed to edit to put together a story. It was a lot of creativity, which is what Mm -hmm. I liked because producers or creative director would give you, they'd say, okay, uh, here's uh, 300. Now they're, we're going to do a little piece on how they prepared to, you know, get themselves in shape and lift weights and all this kind of right, stuff. Right, like your trailer of whatever it might be to summarize whatever you're focusing on. So storytelling was, you know, mm-hmm. just something that I had to kind of like learn from a very, very beginning. And I think it's helped me, you know. I like how you share the steps as you're going through these jobs. I work a lot with like the younger kind of the next generation, but I want also people that are in this phase of transition. A lot of people are doing this rich retirement kind of switch from what they might have always done. And they're seeing maybe a consultant role or something else. So I see two different worlds because I have a lot of older business partners or strategic partners. And then I see the need for these young minds to come in. Sometimes if something doesn't make sense, it can at some point. So there's some faith in that the work that you're learning, it can be applicable later. So something's not fully connecting, but you're doing this to survive. It can come around and it might not, you might not have the aha moment until five years later and you're like, oh, that makes some sense. So giving yourself some patience that I don't think you're going to always just know what you're supposed to do when you grow up, or maybe you just keep evolving and you're always doing a little bit more as you grow. And I think that's what's kind of cool about getting older is I can say there's some wisdom there in the track record, but you talked about going out to a city to kind of alone and just meeting people, there is a way to utilize your community to kind of fast track and work with people that can help you get to that next level quicker, faster. So I'm not saying skip steps, but sometimes there's some steps that don't make sense, mm-hmm. but keep trying and pushing forward. I mean, you could be a testament to that. I think that is the key. You know, somebody told me this a long time ago and it stuck with me. You know, you always hear the phrase, you know, it's who you know, it's who you know, right? Like it's mm-hmm. all about who you know. Well, somebody told me it, it's not about who you know, It's who knows you. Mm. So really just putting yourself out there, constantly networking, constantly creating. If you're pursuing a career in the creative arts, you've got to keep creating because Mm -hmm. your skill set will get better. Your communication skills will get better and your network will get bigger. There'll be things that you need and the other people need and you'll work together to create something. I'm so happy you bring this up because communication is one thing. My brain was heading towards this point. I did not want to gloss over your documentaries and what goes behind the scenes to then get to these festivals and then have it go global because you're kind of glossing over the importance behind what that really means. And I only have a small sliver of understanding what production value is. Putting yourself out there, I think there's like two things. I want to ask you more about the documentary side, but 
Mm-hmm. I also want to touch on the fact that you're talking about people, the more people who you know, but like who knows you, the mentors I have in my world, they talk about that all the time. And they almost apologize. Like if you don't know me, that's my fault. Let me get you some access to something. So it's almost like you're evolving this portfolio. So at creatives, yeah. you said, keep creating. I don't know that it's for creatives anymore. Just mm-hmm. it's if you are not creating some movement, some volunteerism, something, whatever it could be, you could be missing out because there's so much global competition now too. Yeah. But communication, humans need that. So if we are not communicating or giving people access to the great work, you won't be as relevant, I guess, is the point. So we have to keep working on communication skills. And even last night, we had this dinner party and they were talking about how, and I almost say it's like the currency anymore. If you can't communicate and bring tribes of people together that are literally creating new ideas, it might be in your former fashion. I do a lot of strategic planning and consulting too, outside of a selling insurance, you know, we talk about thought leadership, but I think you're so right in that fine tuning. If you're not really sure what your story is yet or where you're talented, diving into personal development, but working on communication skills, hands down, you can't go wrong there. It's huge. So thanks for bringing that up. But let's talk about the behind the scenes. And the reason I want to talk about behind the scenes for entrepreneurship or people that might not want to be business owners, but have this idea and they're inside a corporate organization, intrapreneurship, they can call it too. You have these ideas for these documentaries. And Mm -hmm. so like, how does it start? An idea, you wake up and you're like, hmm, this is wild, but we should do this. Or is it a person that you meet or both? There are some projects that I do that like, I'm like, oh, that would be a great idea. Like I have one idea right now that I have been sitting on and I want to do it so badly and it's a documentary, but it's, it's big and I need more money for it. Yeah. (laughs) But as in the case of the past two docs, they've come to me. Like in the case of the Satan's Angel film, we had a movie that we were doing a short film and we were going to festivals with that. And my producing partner met her at one of these festivals and he called me and he's like, which is a connection, dude, I just met this woman. Like you're going to go crazy. She has got a story. So that's one. Mm -hmm. And then with the new one that I'm working on now, Kabali and the Tiki mug obsession. Fantastic. Video. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. That, Beautiful. That's editing there. Like, I want to go there. I just want to go there and hang out. Oh, you, right now. you, you've got to once it's open. <laughs> it's going to be a gas. It's just, it's fun. But in the case of that picture, this one that I'm working on now, that person came to me and said, Hey, I have this idea. Of, I'm making this bar and he's talking, mm-hmm. he's talking, he's talking. And he goes, and I'm going to put these tiki mugs in. And you know, I have this collection of tiki mugs. It's close to a thousand. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> What do you mean you have tiki mugs? And what do you mean you have a thousand? Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, like tiki mugs. I'm going to put them in this place. I'm going to, and I'm like, okay, that's a movie. Who's obsessed with Yeah. I mean, that's a detail. Someone's just going to go. Yeah. He didn't even think about it. It's like, if you have these crazy ideas, let them be crazy and big, even if they don't make sense to anybody. And it can be lonely too. Like having to justify it. I can see it. What? What do you mean? Trust me. You got me. And that's where your community can help vet you out too. And say like, no, he'll, he'll make it work. Yeah. So keep going. No, that's you're right on the money. And I said to him, I'm like, well, let's go over to your house and I'd like to just interview you and just shoot you in your environment. Like that mm. to me, that's like the first, once you think you might have something like a, in my case, a documentary. Okay. Here's the person that the subject matter, the protagonist, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. Let me shoot them. And I want to see what they're like on camera, because if they're, you know, if they're dull or they're just not that interesting or they can't convey the story. Mm-hmm. on the camera, then you're kind of like, it's a, it's a great story, but you don't really have a good 
you know, lead character mm-hmm. in your movie or your story. So I went over to his place and man, I'll tell you, it's like, <laughs> he just was going through the whole house and I shot him for a couple of hours and I'm going through all that footage now and I'm pulling from that first meeting. Oh yeah. It's probably it's like so much gold magician hat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. and then you build from there. So you have these ideas, there's different forms to take shape to get the screenplay ready or whatever you're doing, let's just say in this type of world. And then you have to say, what's my budget and who do I want to be in it? Yep. I think I saw some footage of you in a pool, like a supermodel reel almost. Oh or my somebody. God. Was, okay. was that you? Was it a Kickstarter? It, maybe. And so <laughs> it's like you have these ideas, then you got to go find the money. And again, there's no different between, I think, this directing in this documentary with investing in yourself or your business. It takes some money, but sometimes it doesn't have to be your money. It could be a project that's crowdfunded or there's other ways. And so I think part of having you here is that if there is an idea that just doesn't make sense, there is potentially a way, but there might be a creative way. So in your world, it'd be getting people to maybe what do they call it? Crowdfunding or investing into your project, Mm -hmm. right? We've done that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes you might have to take and put money into personal development. I think we could always be learning. But I want people to think about like these things that we naturally just have on TV or that we just see. It takes a lot of marketing ad spend to get access to people to then see it. As you're trying to channel energy and efforts, are you doing all that you can to really put your ideas into motion, work on them behind the scenes? It takes work. It's not going to be easy, but if you can really put it together and then use the people that like you know who knows you, that can also help you launch. So I think you've had a couple different projects where it's taken shape or form of like you weren't expecting it. And then this last one went all over the globe, right? Yeah. I mean, is that normal? To be in U.S. festivals and then move beyond? I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> let's create our own norm. For, for me, right? I was like, "This is great!" Like, yeah, I'm going on the road with this movie for three yeah. weeks, and yeah. you know, and yeah. So we had a good story, and people around around the world wanted to hear it. So you know, it, it gave us that opportunity. So, is there anything like if you could go back? I don't know, ten years, and say, "Hey, to yourself, your former self." Is there any advice to give to the the younger you. Oh, gosh. Well, there's always things you think about. To your point earlier with raising money, because I think that's really, really important because... You don't want to give up just because the funds are not in your account right now. There could be a way and there could be strategic partners. And I think for my industry, sometimes people feel like if I'm an investment advisor, I have to have the biggest firm or we'll just say anything in financial services. I need to have the biggest X, Y, Z. But I'm finding that if you specialize and niche down mm-hmm. and bring in some partners, you're not going to show up to A, B, C, D, but you're still getting, you're participating. And it also keeps that kind of fresh and exciting too when you have multiple projects, but you're not yeah. physically showing up to them. Some of those people might be funding some of these things. There's there's yep. ways to be creative, I guess, is the point. Yep, I agree. What I found in all of my projects, in every one of them, is once you start getting a ball rolling and you're able to show the progression of the project, mm-hmm. it's like a snowball. It really starts to grow and people just want to be involved. And then you can pay that forward to other folks. You know what I yep. mean? Like what you're talking about. Then you can jump on other projects and have mm-hmm. your hands on those. We're in a really interesting time Certainly with crowdfunding and also, in my case, documentaries, they've really become popular. They weren't yeah. this popular before. I mean, if yeah. you made a documentary, it was just like... It's like National Geographic that. and you're like, that's what old people watch. No. Yeah. yeah. 
now yeah. it's everything. It's the storytelling too. And I think sometimes when we go back to like, how can you make an impression? And people say, well, I don't have a great story. I didn't have some trauma or I had some major trauma. There's like different dynamics, but I think that's where we're, people want real authentic storytelling and being relatable. And I think that's where in the last few years, I mean, I feel like it's been what, what would you say? Three years, five years? When we did our film, we put it out in 2012. At that point, Mm -hmm. Netflix was just starting to acquire docs so that they could put on their platform. But prior to that, it was like they were getting things and now they'll play it. But at Mm -hmm. that point, they started to say, oh, this is a branded Netflix documentary. It's been the last, I don't know, maybe the last 10 years in which we've seen it slowly ramp. But then you're seeing like the culture change too with these big actors coming in and doing the series now, not so much the movies. So there's an interesting shift there too, but that just goes to show just like the one way people have been doing things does not mean there can't be an evolution of some sort that can work. And we've seen that with podcasting and having things not just be on the media, being controlled by others. Like let's talk about what you and I want to talk about and put that online. Yes. Yeah. So I felt like when we were meeting, it was like, and I think I mentioned this too, it's like there's this book, Big Magic and Elizabeth Gilbert. There was a part of this and I talk about my podcast and my grandmother, who's amazing. We call her Marvelous Marjorie, but she sent me this book and she goes page 34 and I think it was 34 or 32, but they talk about ideas are like entities and this is not scientifically proven, but there is something you're mentioning. It's almost like this energy, this magic that can happen if you're working on something and you truly believe in it and it's just making some sense there, then it can translate. It's going to bring people around you that can help you execute. And so that's where I always go back to focusing on talents too. Like if you know you're good at X and you need a person that can do Y and Z, then you have your team and it can be independent contractors. It doesn't mean employees or like you can really mix this up or strategic partner and revenue share on things after you, you know, get the work done. And there's so many ways to do it. So that's where like, I think the takeaway for the audience for today would be really utilizing like how you had said the creativity. Absolutely. The network. It'll open doors and it'll contribute in a way that you might not see right away. You know, mm-hmm. but it could if you're consistent, if you're passionate, if you're talented, if you're, you know, all those things, it will bring, I believe it will bring all those mm-hmm. people that you need for those little roles. I mean, with this movie we're doing right now, we were in a spot where we needed money. I mean, mm-hmm. as always, it's always the case, right? So I created this scene. It was a two and a half minute scene and it'll be in the movie, mm-hmm. but the whole goal of this thing. No spoilers. No, no spoilers. I will say, <laughs> but the whole point of this thing was to just show it to a couple of money people mm. and let them see what, I mean, now I'm telling you, we color corrected it. We mixed it. Like we got all the sound effects that we, like we made this thing look like what the movie will look like. Mm-hmm. And we got money. It was like, okay, these guys are for real. Yeah. We'll put money in. And, and, it, <laughs> you know, that's just one example. There's a constant thing happening in the conversation with you consistency. You talk about being talented or doing some of these things, but what I'm hearing that, and this is the same thing with marketing. You could pay mentors to tell you it's not always the IQ or the book smart. It's the person that keeps showing up and being consistent. Mm -hmm. So for the audience, motivate for today, for the listeners that what are you doing 
that you know that you're talented in? What are you doing to push that to the next level? And surrounding yourself with the environment that's going to let you move into that. And that could be that pushing yourself out of a grouping of people to go to people that want to elevate that. That's what I'm hearing. It's like the money was the main thing and you perfected. And so that's where like the details do matter. If you think that you can just show up and kind of coast through it, it's really, you have to really show up and set yourself apart. You so whatever that is for you. I think that's so true. And if nothing, the past 20 years in this business has showed me is what you're going to put in front of people has to be the absolute best that you can possibly do. And you have to look at the things that are great and you Mm -hmm. have to achieve that. You just have to. You cannot sacrifice anything in the process. You have to be as good as it possibly can. The foundation and the process. I like that too. Because really, you can have a business that's making money, but if the concrete foundation is not built in the house correctly, you're going to potentially have some issues down the road. So Mm -hmm. I feel like to kind of wrap this up, it's like sensing that energy around the ideas, but then also having some patience with yourself because it can work itself out in different phases or yeah. depending upon maybe the environment or the community that you're putting yourself around. But I'm really excited to see where this goes now that I've known you for a couple months now <laughs> waiting. So I'll have to get that special invite to the special place. I don't even remember the location of the bar. It's in Oro Valley. It's going to be in Oro Valley. Oh my gosh. So, That's so funny. <laughs> are you are you in Oro the Valley? the way that the vibe <laughs> is like, we're on an island. You're going to just be blown away when you go mm-hmm. in this place. It's just remarkable. Is there anything that you think would be helpful or fun that we didn't touch on that I just didn't know enough about you to ask? The community, just surrounding yourself with folks, you know, helping others and then those folks help you like whatever it is doesn't have to be movies. It could be whatever. Right. It could be, Being you know, anything. Genuinely reciprocating. Totally. I mean, I, I said this just a moment ago, but like just giving it your all and taking your time. Like don't yeah. rush patience. <laughs> And persistence mm-hmm. and professionalism. Like those are the three Professional. things. <laughs> hmm. Yes. You know, sometimes when I get a job at work and they're like, you got to come up with a 30 second spot and it's got to tell this story. And yeah. you'll look at your timeline and you'll be like, and you'll stare at it and it's daunting because it's blank. Mm-hmm. But just like taking a second, being patient and thinking about it, maybe you got to rewatch the movie or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But just knowing that, you know, you'll get to the end of it and I don't know, not stressing about it. It's very easy to get stressed out these days. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> so those of you that are analytical listening in, sometimes there's not a direct metric. It doesn't mean you're not supposed to be tracking, watching the game tape or whatever, you know, it is for your world. But mm-hmm. sometimes if there's not a direct conversion, we call it, or like a metric to say, I sold something here. There's still a lot of clients on people's, let's say, email list, for example, where they are not not purchasing, but they're consuming, but that can still matter. And you never know where that's going to take. So I think to wrap this up, we'd really focused on part one, which is focusing on talents. But as I came into this episode today, thinking about how to arrange it, number five is focusing on community. And we have talked about that in different ways here, but really putting yourself out there can change lives. And in the business world, it might not always make and monetize, but it doesn't mean there's not a potential relationship, a future conversation. I just had one earlier today and we had a conversation how our business models don't really work, but we talked about the community aspect and how we might be able to do something in 2024. And it's really just like in your community, leaving your house, everywhere you go, you can make an impact. So professionalism, smile more potentially, 
just be kinder. It can (laughs) do a lot and you never know who you're going to meet by kind of getting yourself out, putting your phone down and just being present. So I think that you embody that in that creative space that you have. So hopefully that's motivating to the listeners out there today of just think about it in your own industry. How can you take yourself seriously, give yourself some grace though, and put yourself around people that want to help you kind of build out those ideas. You never know what it could be, what it's going to lead you to. So true. So thank you for being here and being creative with me. I always like a good like strategy session and talking about really the big magic we, you know, can create together. So thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So much fun. I'm going to see you soon too in real life. Please, please keep me posted. You're my neighbor. Awesome. I love it. (laughs) All right, listeners. Hopefully you feel motivated. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Amber Stitch Show. For more information about the podcast, books, articles, and more, please visit me at amberstitt.com. Until next week, enjoy your journey at home and at work. Thank you for listening. <laughs>